podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombe Show FFS, which means it is fantasy time. The guru back in town. And he's on a roll. He had a big week last week, winning more cash for our charity kitty. And he's got his eyes set on week five of the NFL. We're going to look at Packers Giants, of course, the big game in London, key injuries across the league and how that can affect your fantasy lineups. We'll uh, take a deep dive into running backs in particular. Guru will look back at his week four successes, pick his week five team, and he's even got some Premier League NFL fantasy crossover for you as well. What is not to love? Propo in the house as well. So let's get to it. The Guru has, uh, what, over a dozen miniature Buddhas. The incense is rolling. The pan pipes are flowing. We are set. We look set. There's even, what is that, a bonsai tree? It's it's more than one bonsai tree, Nat, please. Sorry, bonsai trees. Good to see you, Guru. Uh, lots to get into on this week's FFS. Of course, as we always do on the show, we'll update you on key injuries across the league. Uh, in fact, there are so many running back injuries. We've got a whole special section uh, on running backs. We're talking about them anyway. We'll look back at week four, what worked, what didn't. Uh, look ahead using those learnings to our show team for week five. Each and every week, the Guru picks an NC show team, puts it in our show listener league contest, but also fires it into the big wide world of DraftKings to see how much money we can raise for charity by the end of the season. Uh, and it was a good week for you last week, Guru. So I'm impressed with you. So hopefully we'll give you some steers on how to play that. The London game as well, of course, we'll talk uh, specifically about some key matchups there, which will be a lot of fun. But before we get into any of that, you will remember, listeners, that on last week's show, we were riffing on what NFL team would West Ham be? Uh, Wolves, I think, were the other team as well, right? In the mix. The spirit, who are the NFL spirit teams for these two? Uh, for Wolves and West Ham. And that was your homework. Obviously, James, after uh, spending 23 of the 24 hours in any given day on fantasy data and stats and analysis, the, 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 the spillover time working this out. So... What have you come up with? Just as a spoiler for the whole show, I think we're going to spend a lot of it comparing the Premier League and the NFL. So this nice. is a good place to start, I think. Right, it very um, much is, yeah. Very quickly, because I don't want anyone to look into this in too much detail because someone's going to find a reason why this doesn't work. But Wolves, I'm going with the Browns. Mm-hmm. Industrial centres, you know, Black Country and Ohio. Heydays in the 50s. A bit of a rejuvenation in recent years, but can you trust them? And then with West Ham, <laughs> with West Ham, I like to say, oh God, here we go. Yeah. West Ham have gone with the Detroit Lions. So what? They've okay. had some charismatic mercurial like superstars. Yeah. They've never been able to defend in my yeah. lifetime. Uh, and, and your life, the, the great, the, possibly the greatest defender of all time, of course, but we'll forget Bobby Ward. Absolutely. Ball. Yeah. Um, and the stadium, mm. while a feat of architecture, mm. arguably doesn't have the same atmosphere as the one they used to play in. Ah, oh, that, that is that is true. I don't think many many West Ham fans would disagree. I like Detroit. I, like, I can I can live with that. I mean, I think the level of dysfunction over the years has been <laughs> eerily similar. I think it's a looking up, kiddo, for both of us, right? So yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Do I see David Moyes as Dan Campbell? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe I, I can see them enjoying a enjoying a beer together. I think they probably they probably get on quite well. 
Yeah, I think Dan Campbell's probably higher on the pedestal of coaches to go for a beer with. But Moyes, I don't know, those steely blue eyes, they could they could take me in. Oh, I reckon Moy- Moyes can go. I reckon Moyes, I could see Moyes on the karaoke by half midnight. I mean, I could see, I could see, you know, wheeling out some Dean Martin at 1.30 in the morning, ordering another run of shots as he's getting into Valare. I think I've seen that actually. I might have been in the bar with <laughs> yeah, David Moyes yeah, doing maybe that. that. Maybe that's an actual yeah. memory I have. <laughs> it's just come out. All right, love that. Uh, do you agree with the guru? At the NC Show, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and ladies and gents, we're on TikTok now. How about that? Rolling on TikTok. We'll be rolling for a week. Shout out to Aman on our TikTok channel who's firing out videos from the show. So if you're on TikTok, I'm sure many of you are, Go and get involved with that. We, we're keeping it simple to begin with, just pushing out video from the show. But I tell you, there's lots of good stuff planned. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, those plans will include I and Mike Carlson and David Moyes duetting Valare. <laughs> we'll, maybe we'll put that out for Christmas. How, how does that sound, Guru? I'm buying. <laughs> if, I, if I've learned one thing from this show, follow the advice. Uh, indeed. All right, let's start with injuries then. So as I mentioned at the top, we're going to, uh, wheel running back said to a little bit later on because we've got a whole running back section uh, and running back focus and there are a number of key protagonists in that space that are banged up uh, ditto quarterbacks so let's uh, let's go there first I am interested in your perspective Guru on Hedy coming in uh, in Miami how long you think two is going to be out and uh, how much from fantasy terms are we going to see change in that McDaniel offense from Tua to Teddy? Yeah, with all the furore around the way that Tua's injury has been handled, they have to kid glove it. And they should anyway, you know, obviously anything that's that's head related. Uh, so I think we should be planning multi-week. That might be two, that might be three, four. But I think it's more than this week. Teddy comes in. Teddy's one of the more capable backups in the league and the way that this offense is built I actually think the drop off isn't going to be extreme right. these are you've got two elite playmakers with incredible speed on the outside who are yak monsters you know they can pick up a pass four yards deep and take it to the house so mm-hmm. Teddy's a conservative quarterback but he doesn't need to be throwing the ball super deep to make this work we also know that Tyreek can make almost any deep throw work like he's been underthrown mm. more than any receiver I've ever seen in the league because he's just so quick so I, I think there's, there's this this offense probably has a small drop off but not my, quite as large as we might expect from other QBs losing this spot Okay, uh, so Teddy is a, is a solid start against the Jets as well. Uh, more of that game over on Edge Rush. It's my little spoiler for you there, because uh, I'm in a funk guru with my Drew Locks of the Week. So, uh, yeah, I might be going home to get that sorted. Uh, Brian Hoyer out as well. Of course, the backup uh, out, which meant we saw the introduction of, of the great Bailey Zappa, which... Uh, I'm Mike and I got into a Monday show at, uh, at great length, not least. And this is, uh, talk about stamp of approval. I might think Sir Bailey could have a, a starting career ahead of him. Certainly looks like he's going to continue his current cameo this weekend, right? Yeah. Hoyer's on IR with concussion. We're not going to, we might never see him again just because Zap is now assumed that number two role. Mac, I don't know why he's not on IR. I don't think he plays again this week. I, th- I don't know whether they are keeping out hope or whether this is a ploy. We know that Belichick likes to play the injury reports. Right. But Zappi's, I think, going to start. Uh, and we, what we saw in week one with him, was his first opportunity this season, is that those skill position players are going to be downgraded if you rely on deep threat. You know, Devonta Parker's not going to be getting 40-yard strikes 
down the sideline because they kept Myers, it so simple with him or uh, do you think yeah, that expanded a bit that to. was the, the context of yeah, being thrust in when nobody expected that was going to happen they'll be more elaborate and expansive this time around or more of the same it will grow, you know, in the way that it did for Mac Jones last season. You know, if he's in sure. there for a sustained period of time, we'd we'd see that playbook expand. But I think in the short term, the the play here is to look at the running backs right. where they're going to be very reliant on Ramondre and, and Damien Harris from the backfield. Is this why you were trying to get Ramondre off me on our in our sleeper league? Yeah, I was hoping you might be drunk and you might yeah. just like nick that one through. But 50, no 50 shot really uh, by, yeah. by nine o'clock at night. Uh, well, speaking of which, I must have been when I spent $5 on Hoyer when uh, Mac went down. I mean, what are the odds of that? I mean, come on. I'm just not getting any breaks at all this season. Uh, Jameis didn't play in London, of course. Is he going to be out again this week? I was going to say, just listening back to the H-Rush episodes, that might be the best $5 you've spent this year, right? <laughs> yeah. But well, hey, actually, harsh. <laughs> Drew Locks, bad, rest of it, pretty good. So that's my true. True, that's true. my, my five. Um, Jameis. So he didn't practice Thursday. We are recording on Friday. Uh, Dalton was serviceable as the starter. You'd expect him to stay in. I don't think they're going to rush Winston back. He's got multiple injuries, it seems, and some of them may take a little time to heal. They spread the ball around in London. And I think that's probably what we're going to see. It, it, probably what we don't get is the Alave air yards that we would mm. have had with with Winston. But there, And there's a lot of receivers in this passing game who are working their way back from injury. I think we just see a week or two with Dalton and where they move the ball around that group um, and and also try and bring Kamara back in the game. Okay, yeah, of course, Kamara, a key absence from last week as well. Uh, final one in terms of quarterbacks, Danny Dimes. So another another NFL London game, another quarterback challenge for one of the visiting teams, particularly acute, of course, for the New York Giants because Danny Dimes questionable and they've been uh, spending a lot of positive uh, rhetoric from the camp uh, that he might be good to go. But if he's not, that's a big old problem because Tyrod's in concussion protocol. Davis Webb, they activated from the practice squad. Uh, when you're trying out or at least establishing the availability of AJ McCarron four days before a game, you know, things are a little bit tricky. So every Giants fan around the world crossing their fingers and toes that Danny Dimes is going to start. What do you reckon? Is it? I mean, is there a shot he can? If he does, how banged up is he going to be? It's an ankle injury that has to limit his mobility. I think they look, they don't want to turn to Davis Webb at this point. AJ McCarron is probably left best on someone else's bench. So they'll try and start him. But it, what we saw towards the end of their game last week was they featured a bit of Wildcat with Saquon. Yeah. Needs must. They had no alternative. And I think we might see whether it's a trick play or two, whether there is a little bit of wildcat. But they can't lean on that. So it's a good off. point because, you know, as we've seen, when, of course, the wildcat famously had its uh, a real flourish back in what, the 2008, the Miami side in 2008. And then it was all the rage. And then, of course, as is the way in the NFL, defenses worked it out in a few weeks and, and it, it fizzled out. This is going to be the problem, right? That it's going to be the most obvious ticket in town that if, uh, if he doesn't play, then there's going to be Wildcat Central. There's only so many times they can roll that out before they get they get swallowed up by by a very good Green Bay defense. So yeah, that's high. It's a high risk strategy. What happens? Do you think if if it is Davis Webb in terms of the rest of the skill players in in the Giants? Yeah, I don't think it really matters to be honest because this this team doesn't have any skill players outside of Saquon. So Richie James probably doesn't play this week. Uh, Kenny Golladay, the the husk, the ghost. 
the artist formerly known as uh, <laughs> might be their number one receiver along with David Sills. We, we're not expecting to, Kenny Tony Fitz out. Kenny's going to go yeah. up another 178 <laughs> and two touchdowns. Guaranteed at this stage. Yeah. Look, I, I just think this team is so reliant on Saquon. Why not put the ball on his hands more often, even if it's not highly efficient? Mm. This isn't, I, I, there aren't any other teams in the league that are so bereft of playmakers right now as, as the Giants. So whether it's Davis Webb, Danny Dimes, Saquon under center, this is still a Saquon led offense. Saquon or bust, I think is what we're going to say. Well, I've been uh, waxing lyrical to proper, but I like the over in this game. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to revise <laughs> that before we record uh, Edge Rush. Thank you, uh, Guru. You've given me uh, some nice insight there. Okay, uh, just wrapping through in terms of wide receivers and tight ends. You've got four or five on your list. Do you want to, do you want to take the baton and, uh, and just update and the implications therein? Yeah, I want to focus on players who didn't practice on Thursday, which is always a bad sign. You know, if you get a limited practice on a Thursday, usually you play in some capacity. If you don't practice on the Thursday, yes, you've got Friday to try and figure it out, but it usually means you're at least limited in the game. Uh, a few names to throw out there. Rashad Bateman, if he's out, uh, and, and actually I think he probably is going to be out, then Devin Duvernay obviously could step up. Mark Andrews didn't have a great week last week, but I watched the game. He had the opportunities. There were uh, plays called back for penalties or a couple just out of bounds or out of reach. I think Mark Andrews is due a bounce back. Carl Pitts, he didn't practice. He hasn't been seen all week. Uh, he's got a hamstring injury. He's been relatively anonymous throughout the year. Hamstring injuries really tend to linger. Mm. Um, it removes an element of burst from players and, and Pitts is one who, who's got a lot of burst to give. So does that mean we see more Drake London? Uh, but this this is really worrying for Pitts' overall fantasy, particularly if you're in a redraft league because you don't want to sell low on Pitts and, mm. and I'm not sure how much you're going to see from him in the near future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a couple of other guys. So CeeDee Lamb didn't practice on Thursday. Uh, he's trending in the right direction. Gallup is back in that offense. Schultz mm. is back. Noah Brown is there. Cooper Rush is obviously a future Hall of Famer, so <laughs> they should be okay, I think. Um, Amon Ra is not practicing still. I would expect him to miss another game. What's interesting about this phase in the season is next week, the bye week stop. So a number yeah. of teams are going to look at players who are struggling, ineffective, and just think, well, let's just hold off until after the bye week. Same with DeAndre Swift in that offense. So again, do we see a big TJ Hawkinson, Jamal Williams uh, week? And mm-hmm. then the final one is Keenan Allen, who has, again, they probably should have shut him down. He hasn't looked right and has been game time decisions every week. Again, it's a hamstring injury. Josh Palmer is also limited, but this team has more than enough playmakers to to cope. But we might just see that concentration around Mike Williams and Austin Eckler. Okay, love that. Uh, incidentally, you said Carl Pitts hasn't been seen a week. Maybe he's hanging around with Kenny Golladay. I mean, maybe popped over to London. Well, what, a, and, uh, what a duo! Yeah. This lights. <laughs> that is a that is a spin off uh, radio show waiting to happen. All right, let's look back at week four. So good week for us. Good week for uh, like the way I say us when uh, it's basically your. It's team. us. It's the uh, team game. Yeah, that's true. No, we've been putting teams in as well, of course. Me, uh, Propo, have you popped a team? Uh, hello, Propo. Good morning. Have you popped a team in uh, in the last week? Did you, did you enter a team? Yeah, I did pretty well from what I, from what I remember. Mm. I don't think I was in necessarily well, the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think I did relatively decently. I'm not, okay. Yeah, I think uh, I'm better than you. I can assure well, you, you that. I, actually, I didn't <laughs> I didn't play a team last week because unlike Propo, who was just gallivanting around the Tottenham Stadium, I was busy busy working. and, and, and <laughs> You know you don't have to do it on Sunday. You know you yeah, can do it yeah, at I any like other point it. in the I like week. I to do it on Sunday. Like hey, based on what the guru has just told us about injuries, Propo, it makes a lot of sense to wait till the 11th hour to do it. But I'm going to enter a team. Oh, I want a tenner. 
Oh, there you go. You want a tenner? Well, that that's going into the charity kitty. Good work, Propo. Yeah, so we are we're building that fast, and and all the money that we make uh, in uh, with DraftKings in the DraftKings leagues that we enter, uh, all of it will go to charity at the end of the season. Uh, you were in the money as well, Guru. Yes. So we, uh, I cheated. I think right. that's important that we start there. I think uh, it's so. We, to be honest. yeah. There you go. Um, we're all about transparency on the show. So. We had a show league that we went through last week on the pod. That team, at the time when we were making those selections, uh, had well, just looked better, frankly, than it did on Sunday because Zay Jones was out. Unfortunately, the weather turned in the Jacksonville Philadelphia game, which meant mm-hmm. that we probably wasn't going, we weren't going to get what we needed from Trevor Lawrence. So that team ended up being fourteenth mm-hmm. in the tickets league, the league mm-hmm. to win. Um, the, the Broncos game at Wembley, which did okay. But then I also put in another team that I thought was slightly more competitive at that stage, just not wanting to be left behind. Mm-hmm. And that team came second uh, and we amazing. won. I also put that team in a couple of other leagues on DraftKings mm. so we won a bit of cash out of that. Oh, amazing. Loving your work, Guru. Loving your work. So we're building up that charity pot. Uh, you mentioned the tickets league. So big shout out to the winner of the Jags Broncos tickets because every week, Listener League, we have a free-to-enter contest, lots of different prizes. And week four were hospitality tickets to the big game. James Ritter came top of the pile. Congratulations to you, James Hey, And uh, I'm delighted to say that Propo has been earning his stripes, checking in with James. Here's what he had to say about winning. Hi, guys. Big fan of the show. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to the, the London game, Wembley. Should be a good game. Wilson and Lawrence both sort of superstar quarterbacks at different ends of their career so hopefully it'll be a, another good entertaining game similar to the one uh, at Tottenham this week hopefully it's nice and tight and entertaining congratulations James enjoy the game we're going to be there as well we're doing that game as well live on Talk Sports so a successful week all round quite frankly uh, if you want to get involved with the Listener League the link is in the show notes the episode notes wherever you're listening to this uh, we've got it pinned on Twitter as well and the guys will be rolling out different uh, messaging across our social channels even TikTok guru uh, to uh, uh, steer you in the right direction to get involved as I say really fun prizes all season long and I'm going to enter I'm going to be remindful uh, I'm going to enter a team this week so hopefully I can add to that charity pot uh, but we've had a good start so far what would you say outside of hey it was successful for us what are the main learnings the key learnings from from week four for you week four the narrative I think is all about running backs so we saw so many established running backs have big games that hadn't really blown up so far this year. Derek Henry, um, Austin Eckler, you know, he was key to our fantasy lineup. CMC, while a lot of that came late in the fourth quarter, was still had a big day from a fantasy perspective. Josh Jacobs was probably the best back in the league last week and, and has been one of the best backs, I think, throughout the course of the season so far. Yeah. And then the continuation. Saquon had 146 yards. Nick Chubb had a score. Uh, we saw the return of Miles Sanders. That's probably worth noting. We don't know how often we're going to say that this season. So, so many running backs had big games. And I think the the, uh, the other side of that coin is that there's so many questions about running backs and about running back situations moving forward. And that's why I really wanted to focus on a few teams and a few situations and determine or help people to define what to do with uh, with those teams. With uh, On CMC and with, with the Panthers in particular, because Baker under fire, under duress, particularly worrying, I think that the Panthers are seriously considering a, a move back to Sam Darnold, right? Which <laughs> and Mike suggested they might might never good, 
Never, never a good look, I think. Uh, Baker's under fire and and it's starting to show, right? Did you see the presser he gave uh, yesterday? So we're recording this. Uh, where are we? Friday? <laughs> Get my days of the week, right? Well, it's either Wednesday or Thursday, this presser. Anyway, he was um, quite petulant, really, and, and understandably getting, you know, I get the pressure they're under and getting these questions. And somebody asked him about the batted balls. And Baker said, well, if you've got a drill, let me know what it is. I'll, I'll happily do it. And it was quite throwaway. Where does it leave McCaffrey? Does, is there just going to be increasingly more and more emphasis in the same way you've emphasized or you've outlined that Saquon is uh, basically the New York Giants offense? Are we going to see this more and more and more with with Carolina? I don't think they want it to be the case. We saw in the first few weeks of the season, they almost turned... CMC into a two down grinder, you know, mm. trying to force him down the mill. And that's not where he, what he's built to do and particularly coming off injury. They will need, uh, look, Matt Rule, if he's going to keep his job, needs to start winning games. To do that, you would think, put the ball in your hands of your best playmakers and particularly because of Mayfield's height, which mm. has always been a question mark since, since he was drafted and these batted balls, you know, obviously you're, if you're, if you're throwing into the flat, where you're less likely to have a defender in the way rather than throwing over the middle, your completion percentage should be that much greater. If you can get the ball into DJ Moore, but also CMC's hand potentially behind the line of scrimmage or short routes um, in the flats, then you know th- we know these players can make things happen. I, mm-hmm. I think it's almost unavoidable that they try and get him involved. It's just a case of can can CMC hold up? Okay, a couple of others on, on running backs and backfields being completely selfish and again, mindful of where I think I'm going to go with... Uh, with my Drew Lock of the week. Not just in terms of this Jets matchup, but generally in this McDaniel offense. Talk us through what you've made of the of the Dolphins backfield. Is it living up to expectation? Do you expect to see more? Talk us through your take on that. With two are out and taking away some of the explosion, they might look to the ground game to support the pass rather than the alternative. This has been a very pass-first offense so far. So Raheem Mostert, Seems to be the back to own. He had 72% snap share last week. So seven out of 10 touches from the backfield. Chase Edmonds had the other 28%, three out of 10. So that's been increasing every week for Moster. He seems to be the player at the moment who's in the ascendancy again. He's got... But he's built that way as well, right? I mean, if you look at the way, that that shouldn't surprise you in terms of the style of back that they are. Yes and no. I mean, I I think you follow the money in some of these cases and Chase Edmonds is on a far grander contract. He's a better Mm. pass catcher out of the backfield. Moster, you know, has been hurt for mm-hmm. oh, he's, he's he's found it difficult to stay healthy put it that way throughout the course of his career mm. um so you know i think we'll see them move between the two i don't think this is a 100 percent mustard's job throughout the rest of the season but I, I think it's from a fantasy perspective i think it's a, a, probably a, a backfield to stay away from it's quite hard to predict what they're going to do and i think the usage doesn't really help one or the other unless they break a big play once two is back however Moster is probably a great buy low candidate if you can get him because he hasn't had that breakout game, but should get the touches around the goal line. Those have been going to chase so far, but I think we might see that flip over the course of the season. In the short term, as we said, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, yards after the catch, but also I think we might start seeing them be featured in the run game as well. You know, reverses, end arounds. Uh, throws behind the line of scrimmage just to create that dynamism that otherwise this offense might lack. Okay, noted. Two others for you. So we touched on Kamara and the Saints, I think briefly uh, at the very top. He's expected to play this this weekend? 
seems to be trending that way. Mm. He obviously was a really late scratch last week, so we can't yeah. guarantee. And the, the rib injuries, you know, they can flare up any time. I mean, this might be something that lives with him throughout the course of the year. They bought in Latavius Murray, who's now with the Broncos. Mm. This at the moment is a Mark Ingram, Tony Jones Jr., Taysom Hill, Melange. I'm not sure you want too much of that. Um, can we they just say Melange need... again? I just can we drop that in again? Melange, yeah, yeah. nice. I no, I've we'll, been wanting we'll to that up. I wanted to get that in since week one. So <laughs> and Ingram, Taysom time. Hill, Melange, blimey. Yeah, um, better than a menagerie, I guess. Mm, let's so... move on quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Look, they need they need Kamara in this offense. There has been some talk out of camp that Kamara's much healthier this week. They expect him to play. This is a pass-first offense, mm. even with Dalton in there. We saw that last week. So, you know, Kamara's a pass down. Yeah, Kamara's a, a pass-catching back to the likes of which we haven't seen much in NFL history. Those players tend to endure mm. even after the age apex. You know, he's 27 now. That's usually where we see these guys drop off. But he should still have value. He should still have spike weeks. Mm. Okay. Let's talk London game. And you've been busy, uh, Guru, this week. Again, frankly, far more than me, me or Propo. So impressive, impressive start to your uh, rookie season, debut season here on the NC Show. Uh, and have come up with a theme for the second London game to honour the second London game on the basis that, well, whether it's new listeners to the show, new listeners to the show who are new to the sport or those going to the game, uh, maybe for the first time and just getting into fantasy for the first time, you wanted to give them a little helping hand to contextualise, right? Yeah, we're all American football, British accent, right? So all of felt appropriate. Um, yeah, a few comps for people. So Saquon, we've spoken about plenty on the show so far. We speak about him every week, I think. He's one mm. of the dominant players in the league. Particularly at... They, <laughs> he's an investor in the show. Um, <laughs> particularly at Spurs Stadium, think of him as Harry Kane. You know, he's Mr. Everything for this offense. Um 570 all-purpose yards so far this year. We just spoke about him potentially playing in the Wildcat. The Packers D is good, as in that is one of the better defences in the league. But we said last week, and it's been proven, their rush D is potentially a weakness, 5.2 mm-hmm. yards allowed on the ground per carry. So Saquon, I think, is still a play this week. Um, on the other side, you've got the Giants D, and for me, they are Everton, right? Mm-hmm. So they look good. They've only allowed 20 points, 16 points, 23 points, 12 points. But who have they played? Tennessee, Carolina, Dallas, and Chicago. And unfortunately for Everton fans, uh, the same story in the Premier League where I think we're going to see them get blown out a few more times between now and Christmas. You say they haven't had tough opponents because in that time they have had West Ham. So I take that as a personal slight. Yeah, it's also slight against Liverpool, but just bear with me. Okay. (laughs) Um, On the other side with the Packers, so Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. I'm an AJ Dillon stan. I think the guy has incredible upside. We haven't seen it. As much this season, Jones has been more efficient. He's been more lethal. He's the fourth ranked back per PFF. My comparison here is the Newcastle Strike Force. So mm-hmm. Aaron Jones is Callum Wilson, experienced, you know, knows what to do, nifty. He's a season then, pro. Season pro. <laughs> yeah, that was good. And then AJ Dillon is, is Alex Isaac. You know, who's a physical specimen, uh, has that burst, that dynamism, and I think takes over the job, but maybe we're not just there quite yet. Loving this. And then, okay, so flip it to the Packers uh, receivers. Who are you going to go? Who's Alan Lazard? So I've got a trio here. All right. I've, I really pushed the boat out on this one. So Romeo Dubs and Alan Lazard are the now clear one and two in this offense. Those are the players who are on the field for more than 80% 
of or 80% of target of routes run, right? So when they're on the field, they're running the routes that, that Rogers is going to throw to. Alan Lazard, Jordan Henderson. Reliable, Ooh. perhaps not incredible individual talent but mm. someone you want on your team and does a bit of everything. Uh, we know Lazard's great in the run game. He's sacrificed his body a, a thousand times for this offense. Romeo Dubs, Harvey Elliott. Mm. All talent, all opportunity, could do anything, but we just haven't put it all together yet. And then what, where does that leave Christian Watson? Curtis Jones, <laughs> you know, controversial figure. Is he, is he League Two? Is he Premier League? We're not quite sure. That's Christian Watson. This whole concept is absolute genius. I've got to say, Guru. Um, I want to know who Skamaka is. Like, that's all I can think of as we're talking there for the last ninety seconds. Who is? I mean, that's that's the next show. Let's oh, bring that, that into the next show. Well, we don't want to get the listeners involved with this as well. So that uh, Guru is firing out. I know Propo is going to have some thoughts on this too. Uh, across football, that he is at the NC show. Footballers as NFL players, who are their equivalents, vice versa, at the NC show, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, get that going. We'll push some out as well. Uh, we'll stay, yeah, let's roll some out. Maybe we'll do some bonus content around that. Uh, and let's just absolutely milk it till it's tiresome. <laughs> that's my direction. That <laughs> Love that. Alan Lazard, that's, I, I don't know. I, I mean, again, Jordan Henderson, he's a pro's pro, right? He's a pro's pro. You, somebody what in the locker that's room. Um, does, I'm just trying to think, does the equivalent, uh, well, I mean, Henderson's the skipper, so I'm just trying to think who, uh, who in the Liverpool side, Van Dyke wear a Henderson shirt in the same way that Aaron, Aaron Rodgers wore a Lazard t-shirt? I mean, maybe that's... Do you think they all just wear Harland shirts now? They all wear, wear Harlan shirts. Yeah, of course they do. As as indeed the entire world should. Uh, talk about that for a dystopian vision for you. Everyone is walking around in a Harlan Mad City shirt. Right. Uh, speaking of shirts, shirt watch at Tottenham. I'm going to be on the look again this Sunday. Disappointingly, gang, no Joey Harrington's. That's always something I, I look out for. No Joey Harrington's. Um, but I did really enjoy, I mentioned this to Mike on the Monday show. I really enjoyed the uh, Willie Beeman shirt that uh, a very cool cat was wearing uh, after the game, I clocked that as I was walking up, uh, walking up away from the, the stadium. Uh, looked like he was with an Atlanta fan who was wearing uh, the, the, the black Atlanta shirt with a Corderell, uh with a Corderell, um Atlanta shirt and a Willie Beeman, which was a really nice tag team. So I like that. Willie Beeman's winning so far. What's your favourite uh, that you spotted, Sandrini? So I watched the Pats play at Wembley a few mm. years back. And someone had Doug Flutie, New England jersey. Nice. And and to me, that was about as brilliant as you could get. I'm not sure how to beat that. I think Willie Beeman's up there, but I think a Doug uh, yeah. Flutie, maybe a maybe a Doug Flutie CFL jersey would have would have just nicked it. A Flutie CFL jersey. Um, yeah, I, that's good. Uh, that is good. We always look love and Joey Harrington. Uh, Vontes perfect. Any perfects out there? I always uh, just I just walk up to them and just give them a little fist bump uh, and just walk away quickly. <laughs> but I just want to acknowledge that I respect that. Yeah, you're lucky if that fist is only a bump in return, I guess, if it's a perfect fan. <laughs> yeah, hey, I walk a high wire act, I can tell you. Right, let's uh, let's look ahead to week, week five. So uh, in the notes, and yes, gang, I'm as surprised as you are that there are notes for this show, but there are. Um, the guru has put in brackets, week five team so far may tweak. 
Uh, yeah. So look, I think uh, Ollie's producing the show today and mm, I've, yeah, I've noticed, no. well, you know, he's, he's around. <laughs> I've noticed, yeah. I, I think it's testament to the amount of work that goes in ahead of the show that Ollie now turns up. Cause I know he doesn't turn up very often for Shane. <laughs> it's true. Right. So the, 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 we're, we're on a roll here. I think you are. Um, you should definitely take that. You should definitely take, cause poor Shane Marine. I mean, he's been left high and dry and, and he's clocked it yeah. as well. And the last couple with Shane, with Shane, it's just been me and Shane and no propo. And he's starting to, I mean, I think he, emails from agents are coming in. It's all getting quite awkward and quite. I won't lie, James. It, uh, this show just fits really well with my golf schedule. So. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what else is as well? He knows that he, he's just constantly sapping Intel from you as well. So he's just doing it for his own end. So, he could do well in his league, which is the point of the show, I guess. But I noticed that if I'm late to, to the record, he's just firing loads of questions out <laughs> in the WhatsApp group. He's just trying to get he's just trying to get his end. That's what it's all about. Self-interest for Propo. So as long as we as long as we can keep yeah. as long as we can ensure that you get tea time later in the day, <laughs> you're, you're gold. <laughs> you're, you're like Michael Jordan in '97. Yeah, literally, exactly. That's oh. that's exactly who I compare myself to, James. Actually, that's yeah. it. I'm, many people have compared Propo to, to Jordan, so that's uh, just another in the long list. All right. So, uh, what is your theme for the Week Five team? Well, in continuation of this Premier League analogy, we've gone with old English chaps. Nice. Players who sound like they could have been on the terraces in 1936, nice. uh, cheer, cheering on their boys. Love um, it. Okay. Just a reminder for everyone. So this is only from the Sunday evening slate. This doesn't include the uh, late night primetime game. So it's done before bedtime is the idea. And also no London game. So you can't pick players from Giants, Packers. And the other um, one as well. We have no- yeah, exactly. And there's no weather concerns this week. Like Everything's either sunny or in a dome. But there are plenty of matchup concerns. Uh, the game that happened overnight, uh, which I know you're going to talk about more on, on Edge Rush, was an example of this offensive ineptitude that we've seen. And you know, it's it's proving quite difficult to pick fantasy lineups this year. Um, so we've we've targeted a few games fighting. in particular. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, my advice for you now is is my own advice this week, which is follow those games to target where you think there's going to be an over, where you think there's going to be a high scoring game. Really dive into that, uh, and that was what won Jimmy Jazz. Um, Jimmy Jazz, yeah, which disappoints Jimmy you. James. You wanted to be Jimmy Jazz, um, James Ritter. Jimmy Jazz is an original. Way. Yeah, you wanted that name. If the handle was gone, now you know. There's the answer. There's the answer. Been bugging you for ages. There you go, Guru. Said, is your handle the Guru? Incidentally. It needs to be, but it isn't yet. Yeah, let's change that. I'll make that change. Let's create a a burner account where you just go ridiculous picks. (laughs) Just high 10 out of 10 risk factor. Uh, as the I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go into the, into the team. What I want at the end of this, Nat and Ollie, is I want yeah. one pick from each of you as well. Who's your must start player okay. for fantasy out, this out week? Your yeah. team, or just on top of that? Just, uh, just in general. Okay, all right. Someone, so you've got time while I go through this Saturday mm-hmm. evening games. Who's your must start? Okay, um, right. We're starting our old English chaps with Tom Brady, Thomas Brady. Um, I wonder whether we spoke about MJ before. In five years' time, are we going to look back at this game and call this the Tom Brady divorce game? Where, you know, we had the MJ flu game. He was under the weather. He had food poisoning or flu yeah. or whatever. And and then went out and scored 40. Does Tom I Brady go it. off this week and score five touchdowns just to it. push yes, back against all five. the sentiment? I love at least it. Five. Yeah, Brady's going to be in the zone. I hadn't even thought of it. Love it. Yes, 100% Three, is. 
three scores last week against the Chiefs D that, you know, okay, might not be overpowering, but he looked to be getting back in his game. He's starting to get weapons back. He's got the fifth, fifth most attempts so far this year, sixth most yards in the QB position. I think he's relatively underpriced as well. Yeah, so he's actually QB, Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. Love that. All right, who's, up? who's next? James Robinson, old man James. So everyone has run on the Texans so far this year. And he has 11 TDs in his last 16 starts. I don't think you have to overthink it. He's 6,300, like James Robinson. Alongside him in the backfield, Damian Harris. Uh, everyone mm. runs on the Lions, like they do on the, on the Texans. He has 17 touchdowns in his last 15 starts. Like That's a stat that is not circulated enough. Uh, we just spoke about Bailey Zappi at the top. How much of the playbook do they open up to him? Damon Harris is this grinder. He's the guy that they turn to around the goal line. I think Harris has a big day. Nice. Who's up next? Our receivers. So Mike Evans, I think he might be the captain of the old, old English chat. Love that. Love that. Um, We're stacking him with Brady. Uh, As we said, there are other wide receiver options. While coming back, are still somewhat limited. I still think he's the go-to, particularly around the goal line. So if we think Brady has a big day throwing the ball almost by default, uh, Evans has to be that guy. He's seventh in wide receiver points per game, and the Falcons are allowing the sixth most sixth most points against wide receivers. So that's a good matchup for him. Even if AJ Terrell is on him, who has become one of those breakout cornerbacks, I'd still back Evans to be a go-to in the in the red zone. Uh, Terry McLaurin, we've got to have a Terry in our team. He's our Schultz bump this week. Uh, nice. The situation for him, I think, has shifted. So there's no Jahan Dotson. Uh, Samuel's limited. I think we get a breakout from Terry this week. I think the coaching staff will want to get him involved. I think they'll orientate the playbook to him. Uh, the Titans are also struggling against receivers. So again, the matchup, matchup's good for us. And then Chris Alave. So whether it's Dalton or Jameis, Alave is the clear number one in that offense, even as they get receivers back. I think that that move has now been made. He leads the league in air yards by 180 I mean, it's enormous difference. Wow. He's also ninth in yards received. So, yeah, Alave, I like him this week. Also, he's cheap, 5,700. Bring it home, Guru. So next up, we have Pat, Pat Frymuth. Come on. Oh, Pat that's going to put a team. smile on Propo's face. That's it. So he is, I wonder whether this is another theme for every week. He's the Jared Goff safety blanket. Ooh, a safety Frymuth. blanket. A safety blanket. I like that. Yeah. We can definitely he, crowbar that in. Kenny Pickett comes into this team. Uh, rookie QBs tend to turn to tight ends or receivers that can make plays in uh, you know low A dot situations. So this might be a Deontay Johnson game, but I would think Pat Frymuth has a big part to play in this offense over the next few weeks. He's also joint fifth amongst tight ends in targets. So the volume has been there even with Trubisky under center. Um, we're then making a bit of a risky play with Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer's cheap, 5,100, considering his upside. Keenan Allen is is likely out. Palmer left last week with an ankle injury, but he has practiced this week. He's also got 17 targets in his last two games. And Herbert, we've seen him turn the corner after the rib injury. This offense seems to be sorting itself out. Um, They're up against the Browns, who are much better defending the run, it seems, than the pass so far this year. So, yeah, I like Palmer in that that situation. As long as he plays, he might be a last-minute substitution. And then the last one, Bills. A bunch of Bills. You know, so nice. the Steelers will need to throw in this game. We saw Pickett throw three inceptions in his first outing, but two of those were, were pretty unfortunate. But wouldn't be surprised again if Pickett under duress uh, gave the Bills opportunities to 
to convert uh, some of their defensive plays into scores. There we go. That is the Guru's team for this week's contest at the NC Show official team uh, going into our listener leagues, uh, but also firing out into the DraftKings universe. Now, you asked us, me and Propo, for a, a pick each. I'm going to go. I'm going to go for a, a Schultz bump of my own, if that's okay. I'm going for Christian Kirk to bounce back because I'm on Team Kirk all season long, as you know, listeners. And I'm loving the fact that he's having... A uh, big year already for Jacksonville. See, is he was amongst the most maligned deals of, of recent memory. And he's sticking it to you. Uh, of course, they had a difficult time against uh, the Eagles, generally having uh, blowing that lead. And uh, he didn't. Well, he had a couple of big catches. Well, that one big take, but by his standards, not uh, uh, only two receptions. He'd been averaging six for the other uh, three weeks. Uh, decent value as well. He's averaging just shy of nineteen a game, and he's six six. Christian Kirk's my pick of the week. I like it. Up against a Texans D that we know has been exposed over the last few weeks. There we go. Uh, so, Propo, top that. So, uh, first of all, I want to say that I think it's uh, you've taken a massive liberty, James, by not having Tommy Tremble in a team for English <laughs> oh, chaps. Great. Like, that is the most yeah. old school English name of all time. And Tommy Tremble. Tommy Tremble. Sure. I think we've talked about this before, Propo. Pretty sure there's a Field of Dreams situation going on where Tom, Tommy Tremble <laughs> is actually a ghost that has come back from 1934 yeah. to play in the modern NFL. Uh, and the second thing is my player was actually going to be, but obviously you said him first, so I'll choose someone else. Tom Brady. I love the narrative so much. I just think it is perfectly set up for Brady to go out and just have almost like a career game and just torch this uh, Falcon secondary. But I'm going to go with AJ Brown just because I don't think that anyone on this Cardinals secondary has capability to stop him really I don't think they have a matchup that will fit him he is an absolute monster in yards after the catch and the Cardinals oh, I think they allow like the fourth or third most yards after the catch they're definitely one of the weakest in that sense and I think that we're going to see the Eagles continue to roll on and I think that AJ Brown is going to continue just to completely dominate secondaries Ooh, there we go prop oh and this Brady narrative is gaining traction I wonder if you're going to get into that on edge rush propo. Maybe that's a little spoiler. Uh, I don't know. Uh, brilliant stuff. James, best of luck with the team this week. Uh, we are entering that into the mix. Um, feel free, of course, to change it at the 11th hour uh, if you feel that it's going to earn us more charity dollar. And uh, and I will try and remember to put my team in this week. Ollie, you're going to be with me at Spurs, so you can remind me to do that. Uh, if you are at Spurs at the game, Packers Giants, come and say hi if you see us. Uh, it'd be good to see uh, you out there. And if you're not, well, enjoy Sunday. Enjoy the action. Uh, as I say, I'm Mike and I, the Monday review show in the vault. Ben Isaacs looking ahead to some of the key narratives this weekend. That is in the vault as well. Me and proper edge rush. That is out too. And of course, the guru back next week with more fantasy goodness. Look after yourself, bud. Thanks, man. Podcast Network.